Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I'm Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a Lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is the Pleasant Ridge Privy Disaster. Brandy, also uh, known as Death by Poop. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I would agree. It is Death by Poop. It is a sad, actually, some it is a sad show. story. It's awful. It, yes, but it is Death I, by Poop. It That's is. a shitty thing to happen to somebody, Timmy. It is. It we is. <laughs> we would like to welcome you to History Deeps. Um We would like to remind you, we are a true crime, well, kind of true crime, sometimes true <laughs> sometimes. crime, sometimes something else. History uh, podcast, we use adult language. Uh, we're a comedy podcast. Here, here's a hint for you. We're going to do an episode of people dying smothered in shit. <laughs> Okay, if that's too much for your sensitive ass, just take your ass on down the road. That well, you way. Well, you may want to try if 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 you're easily offended, you may want to try one of the other wonderful uh, independently produced podcasts out there, like our friends with They Walk Among Us, Already Gone, Insight. What else, Brandy? History goes bump. Um, yeah. A lot of good independently produced podcasts out there that don't talk about poop. And sometimes they do, Timmy. Sometimes they don't they do. use uh, they adult language, foul language, Brandy. They don't. I know, That's true. I know Nina never knew, uses no adult language, Timmy. She's a lady. I wish we and, could get her on our podcast. Timmy. And she doesn't talk about poop very often. Not often. Not mm. often. That's what <laughs> we need on here, Timmy. A dignified. Baby. A lady is what you're saying. A lady, yes. Mm. Well, Not a lady Chuck? of the evening. <laughs> lady of the evening. I don't think you should. Uh, I don't think uh, Nina is a lady of the evening. She's very. Well, we uh, got a lady of the evening. Oh, I see. Okay. Not this evening. It's past my bedtime. It is. It is. We're recording you got late. Those sexy Victoria's Secret this... sweatpants on, devil. <laughs> well, no, those are my good sweatpants. I got on the ones with the holes in them. Oh, okay. And we should we should point out that uh, this is how pathetic our lives is. It's about eight p.m. Eastern time on Chris on New Year's Eve night, and here we are. This is how goddamn dedicated <laughs> we are, you people, or I how pathetic it. we are. When we're begging for money on Patreon, that's why because we will work it 
up to the end of the year and at the beginning of the year, Timmy. Well, he year is round. like he We're is like, like James Brown. Seven Eleven here. He's like James Brown, uh, Brandy. He's not mm. like James Brown at all. <laughs> all right, let me introduce our panel. As they, you know, they've already in- rudely interrupted me. Let me introduce our panel. I am proud to introduce. I, I was called upon. I know you were. I didn't interrupt you. You you, you uh, followed proper protocol. Let me introduce uh, a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy Benevolent. Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? I'm I'm you know it's New Year's Eve and I'm with you fuckers again. <laughs> so, are you happy to be spending the last hours of 2018 with uh, Colonel and I? No, no, I'd, I'd rather be spending it with you know anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> eh, but but here we are. Here we are. I gotta, I gotta hurry up and get this recorded. I gotta be somewhere and watch some balls drop, Timmy. <laughs> Brandy, <laughs> would you does not count? <laughs> I was just gonna leave that one up to you. Um, okay, is that enough brandy time, Colonel? That's plenty of brandy time, Timmy. Let me introduce. And then we'll ma- be talking to her into twenty twenty if she lets give her the opportunity. Let me introduce the man. <laughs> Well, I know. I want to guess that when you ask Charles how he's doing, he's not going to be good. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna lay money on that, and then we get to hear that fucking saga of whatever the fuck happened. And and got- a story that makes no sense. Uh, exactly. A man. Let me introduce a man who is known as the uh, moral compass of podcasting. A man who's been uh, well, he's been described as an oasis, Brandy, in the desert of despair. He's not a man the of Yoda God. Of podcasting, uh, the Yoda podcasting. He's a man of God. Uh, the the Reverend, the Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? On this last be better, day, Timmy. Couldn't well, be see Brandy. Yes, yes. couldn't be better. Right, couldn't be better. Yeah, couldn't be better. Blah. Blah. But what, what would? What could be better than spending New Year's Eve with you two freaks recording uh, history dweebs? I, I don't think there's anything better than that. I, no, no. I Unless I you would do that, by. unless you would spend it uh, recording naked. I am naked. Okay. It's New Year's <laughs> okay. Eve. So, you, <laughs> <laughs> so you're sitting at your computer naked is what you're telling us? Well, we're Skyping. Not the first time. Tell. <laughs> Not the first time he's done that, I'm sure. Keep your hands above the keyboards. Sure. So, Colonel, uh, what's going on with your life? Because people are interested in your life. Well, Timmy knows Christmas time, so I had the boys home. Yes. Um, I have created a little a little special sound studio in my in my basement, just so I can record. Pro- so we get good sound, Timmy, because you know I like for our listeners to have. High quality, high high fidelity audio, Timmy. Well, you 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 always think of our listeners first, Colonel. Well, I do, Timmy. That's why you're always on time for these re- to record this stuff and always bring your. I was in the trailer, Timmy. I was waiting for him to call me. <laughs> I see. Did you bring your script? As I hope you did. Oddly, I did, Timmy. <laughs> it is odd. What do you think about that, Brandy? Hey, I'm calling bullshit. We'll see when it gets to his part. <laughs> okay, so we talk about the Pleasant Ridge Privy disaster, Brandy. 
Well, let's make sure that Chuck and his riveting story are done. Oh, good. They're done. Okay. Go uh, ahead. No, Timmy. I, so, oh. anyways, New Year's Eve. Now, on New Year's Eve, what I like to do, Timmy, mm-hmm. is sit and reflect. Reflect on See, the uh, past year? On the past year and my goals for the next year, Timmy. You I have see. goals. You're such a liar. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have goals. <laughs> He's very goal-oriented. Yeah, uh, you know me. I'm driven, Devil. I'm driven. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just sitting down here writing down some goals. Um, <laughs> what are some of them, Kurt? Would you like to share them with our with with our listeners? One is to find one talking monkey, Timmy. If we could Wait, just so- get one talking monkey, we could make this podcast great again. <laughs> so you're you're thinking about replacing one of our current uh, panel members? Yes, not the one who does the research, Timmy. <laughs> okay. And if you could find a monkey that does research and talks, yeah, that would be and talks. I'd have yeah. it. So you're 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 proposing replacing Brandy with a talking monkey, basically. That's what you're saying. If we could find, if anybody I'm just saying if anybody out there knows of a talking monkey. There's probably one out. I mean, you probably find one on eBay, don't you think? <laughs> we might be able to probably a whole less species. Than what we got right now. Yeah, they've got to. Yeah, they've got to have their feces throwing under control because yeah. I don't want to be in a room with a feces throwing monkey. Brandy, we're we're going to talk about feces in this That's podcast. Why we record remotely, Timmy. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest with everybody, that's why we record remotely because a girl likes to throw feces. You know. If we're being honest, Timmy, you fucking <laughs> lucky I'm half in the bag for doing this because otherwise I might be upset by this. But you go ahead. He would call you terrible names before we connected on Skype. But and there's I, no reason. I was here on time. Ain't I'm not my, I ain't called her before. So do you have any other goals, Colonel, for you know 2019? You this podcast great again, Timmy. It's certainly Remember? not to be on time. Remember sometimes, Timmy, when we would do the highbrow episodes when it was just me and you? Yes. Talk about intellectual stuff. But Mm -hmm. now we got her. And you know what we're talking about? People falling into poo, Timmy. (laughs) People falling Uh, into poo. It is is a tragedy, Colonel. For the record, I didn't pick this shit. (laughs) (laughs) This shit. You know, so someone on our Facebook page mentioned that. Remember a long time ago we did the podcast and we had the poo chart? Of the different mm-hmm. colors and textures yeah. of poop. Someone mentioned that the other day, and I, I was thinking about that, and uh, I, so I looked it up on the internet. Do you know that oh. some people poop white, white poop? Yeah, that's bad. That's, yeah, that's not good to me. Yeah, if I see white poop, I am running. I mean, I'm going to run. I see the white poop. I'm running well, right ghost- to the urgent care. I'm not even pulling up my pants, Colonel. No, don't even do that. It's ghost poop. You don't have to run to urgent care. It's not ghost poop. It's bad. I mean, just yeah, it's not good. But but let's you know, I, I don't want to offend anyone out there. So if any of our listeners, you have white poop, we are an inclusive podcast. We no, dude, go to the go to the doctor for real, Colonel. We 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 don't we don't discriminate against white poop, do we? <laughs> we don't know. Yes. But if you for this is a the more you know thing to me. Mm-hmm. If you poop white, go see your doctor. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this uh poop disaster, shall we? Because it really is a sad story, even though Brandy is making light of it, Colonel. Oh, yeah, my God. people died. 
Mm. This should cause people to die. I want to. I want to start. I want to first say that a lot of this, the research on this story, came from a 2014 article in Belt Magazine. It's an online magazine by a local historian by the name of Richard O. Jones. And I just want to give him credit because a lot of this came from Dickie Jones. It came Dickie from Jones, Dickie Jones, my friend, Dickie Jones. No, no, no this guy's a good guy. This guy's a good guy. He has a website called. I want to give him a shout out since he's. Providing us with so much material, he has a website called True Crime Historian that probably a lot of our listeners would like. So uh, check out True Crime Historian. It's a blog, and uh, he he goes back and, and he uh, writes about some of the old crimes way back. So it's really Sounds cool. Interesting. So, yeah, it is. It is. So he, anyway, he covered it. He wrote this article on this disaster in the 2014. He's from here in Cincinnati. And this story takes place in Cincinnati. Pleasant Ridge is a... I was thinking Pleasant Ridge is right up the road. Yeah, it's a residential neighborhood here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Since um, they mentioned it on the news every motherfucking night, I would hope you'd know. Perfect. Yes. Well, I'm sure yes. it's not the only Pleasant Ridge in the United States, devil. <laughs> well, and I mean, it could, it could be an unpleasant time. ridge. Had you, yeah. read, had you read the script beforehand, you would know. Hmm. I like to improvise, Devil. I like to be fresh. When I hear these words, I like to be, I like them to be. Fresh. You know what? I like I like that too. Except I had some time on my hands waiting on you to get on the call, so I perused it. Well, maybe you'll get the words right this time, Devil. You know the reason why I give you these scripts days ahead of time is for you to read them. I did. Hmm. Yeah. Chuck Pleasant Ridge is a residential in Cincinnati. It's a residential neighborhood in Cincinnati, Ohio, where we live, of course. <laughs> it's a gaslight de- residential it's neighborhood. A, it is. It's uh, there. It's right it is the one of the most diverse uh, communities in the entire area, Brandy. Would you agree? I would agree. Okay. Pre- Pleasant Ridge has a population of 8,000 people. That was according to the 2010 census. Colonel. Hmm. It's a home. The neighborhood is home of the Pleasant Ridge School, which makes sense. I mean, if no shit, that's not too goddamn original, Timmy. (laughs) Uh, I'm naming it. The school has been educating young uh, young people in Pleasant Ridge since 1882. Brandy, a long time, long time ago. Uh, The story. This is the story takes place. This is topic of our podcast is on Pleasant Ridge School on September 23rd, 1904, Colonel. Pleasant Ridge School became the site of a horrific disaster, which claimed the lives of nine children, which is sad, Brandy. We, we are not making fun of this disaster. It's just that it's poop involved, and we're immature. Uh, when the floor of the outhouse gave way as the children were seeking shelter from a thunderstorm. So, this is, is, like I said, this is kind of a well, very tragic. turned into a shit storm, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Dad. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Get all of your get all of your poo comments out so we can get on with this enthralling story, shall we? I apologize to me. I will try to be professional. Talking monkeys would take this more seriously than you guys are. I'm they would read the shit before we're scheduled Again, to go in air. I want it stated that I did read it. You I read, read it. it. I just read it now. You read it because Chuck was late. You don't get credit for that. Whatever. It's right. You know, I should. Brandy, you know what an outhouse is? I do. 
It's a well for still use them. <laughs> some some people outside the United States might not realize what an outhouse is. It's uh it, it goes by other names, of course. It's an outdoor uh, shedder. It's called a latrine. Uh, it's called a Johnny on the spot. Could be named a lot of different things, but it's, it's called a small Johnny on the spot. <laughs> whatever they're what called. What are the they called? Spot? What are they called? They're called. I don't uh, goddamn know. But I, All right. But I then the, Johnny on the spot. I yeah, gotta go are. hit Johnny on the spot. Anyway, they're they're separate uh, little buildings or structures that are used for uh, women to or women, men and women to use the facilities, right? To use the bathroom. They're typically either a pit latrine, which means that there's a pit underneath the uh, outhouse. <laughs> Or they're a bucket toilet, which means you pee or poo into a bucket. Now, yeah. And back in the day, before there were uh, indoor plumbing, everybody who owned a home had an outhouse. And for schools, they had uh, outhouses. And they typically were larger than uh, outhouses used for homes because they were serving more people, right? So, and in most cases, there was a, a boy outhouse and a little girl outhouse. Brandy, your thoughts on that? Okay. <laughs> and that was the case uh, with Pleasant Ridge, Pleasant Ridge School. They had two outhouses in 1904, uh, one for Ot. boys, and I ought for, 19 ought for, you're correct. That was 114, almost 115, 114 years ago. Go over 114 years ago. Yeah, uh, Pleasant uh, Ridge School had one or had two privies located directly behind the school, Colonel. Your thoughts on that? Better than well, right you don't want to put that road, in the front yard. Yeah, you don't want to put that in the front yard. That's tacky. Yeah. I wonder if it had one of those little half moon crescent moons in it, Timmy. Oh, I don't know. That's uh, fancy, that, Brandy. That is fancy. So on, um, so let me tell you what happened on this the day of this uh, tragedy, Brandy. They're like wooden porta potties. Yeah, porta potties. That's what I was thinking. I'm not Johnny on the spot. Porta potty. Do you Fuck get it. that stuff? I don't know. It don't rhyme or anything, man. Come on. <laughs> they used to call them that, like when they had carnivals and stuff in my hometown. They would. Bring in these Johnny on the spots. I think it was the, I think it was like the name of the uh, company that owned them or something. But anyway, I I digress, Randy. Let me tell you what happened on. Let me set the picture, Colonel, because you know, Colonel, we like to set. I love when you set a stage for a set a scene for me, Timmy. I'm just gonna sit back here and picture in my head. Okay, (laughs) you do that. On September 23rd, 1904. Although the morning paper said it would be a fair, warm day, the horizon darkened, Brandy, with looming oh, rain. Think about rain. that. Looming rain, Brandy. Oh, my rain. God. Have you ever seen rain loom? It's, yeah, it's, it's some beautiful work. Principal Thomas L. Zimmerman watched the fidgeting children, Brandy, line up in the hall and decided to give them a few minutes of frolic and exercise, Colonel. I don't like when children frolic to me. <laughs> well, you know, they were children. trying to get recess because they were it's they were jittery. Yeah. yeah. A little rain, he figured, would not hurt him. I get him outside. Exercise. Exactly. So he decides it was a Friday. 
kids were restless. So he decides Friday morning. So he decides to let them go out and play a little bit, have a recess, right? At precisely 10:15 a.m. on September 23rd, 1904. Got that date down yet, Brandy? On it. It's in the vault. <laughs> Thank you. Simmerman rang the bell. One anonymous clang to release the students. Release the, the Krakens. <laughs> of the Pleasant Ridge School for morning recess. And then he watched as they filed outside, Brandy. I think they, that means they lined up. Not that they actually had files and they were filing, you know, or they were filing like paperwork or anything. They just formed a line. <laughs> a cue, Colonel. A cue. Yeah, that's Brandy. That's uh, English for a lot. Oh, my God. Yes. Duh. Uh, uh, the school enrollment was up. As opposed to, Timmy, where mm-hmm. they were headed being the loo. That's true. We didn't we didn't use the loo. You're right, Colonel. They were in a queue for the loo, Timmy. No, they were not uh-huh. in the queue. The queue to, to go the... outside, you fucktard. <laughs> They're going outside. They're not at the loo yet, Colonel. Oh, okay. They're not going to the head yet. (laughs) (laughs) The school's enrollment, Brandy, was up by nearly half this year. Some some 297 children altogether. That's almost 300. That's a goddamn lot of kids. If they had had three Siamese twins, they would be at 300, Brandy. No, you only count Siamese twins as one, Timmy. Really? For for the state, uh, for uh, the state only counts them as one. For funding purposes, they count Siamese twins as one. Jimmy, everybody right. knows. That. Yeah, around fifty of the of the students came from a near, nearby village of uh, Rosimo. I don't know where that is. Do you, Colonel? I don't think yeah, exists. I've been there. It might not be. It may be a different name now. But it was yeah, a local, co- another local community. Right Their school had been. Their school had been condemned by the state. Uh, so they moved the kids in this other little village that we don't – I mean, it's obviously it's changed its name by now. They moved them to um, Pleasant Ridge, and that's why they, they had an increase so much in their um, – a 50% increase in their – att- Yeah. In defiance of an unpopular school, uh, board, uh, unpopular board of election, the village had three times had failed to pass a bond issue – to construct a new school. So his students were reassigned to Pleasant Ridge. So they had some school problems. There's nothing worse than you can't when you can't raise bond, Timmy. Yeah. You can't raise bond. Well, bad. apparently they couldn't raise bond to do anything because the villages no longer exist. So that's what happens. You don't pay taxes, Brandy. Goddamn right. Taxes is, are the man's way of keeping you down. Caring little. About threatening skies, Colonel. The boys immediately started a game of baseball. Because boys are dumb and that's the shit that they do. It don't matter if it's a fucking tornado or a tsunami or whatever. Let's go outside. You, you know, can we stop for a minute? Mm-hmm. It seems what? to me, and I don't want to. Does it seem to you that the devil might be slurring her words a bit? You already been into the liquor, devil. I, told I know you, you smelled like alcohol at 4 o'clock at work today. Don't worry about 
four o'clock at work today. You worry about yourself. Don't worry about myself. I'm sure it's just sky blagging. I'm sure it's not. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the girls scattered around the playground and in smaller groups. They probably, Colonel, they probably got together to admire the boys because you know how no, the girls are. No, they were all talking about each other. That's what the fuck was happening there. There was some mean girl shit there. I don't know, Brandy. Women, no, girls get together. They they like to they like to look at us, don't they, Colonel? They do. Make, they make do. A, inappropriate comments they about justifies, us. Justify us, Timmy. They mm-hmm. first Me of all, goddamn it. First of all, Walt Cleaver, you're very little of what we talk about. <laughs> Mainly talk about other women, other girls on the playground, which is mean. That's only the softball team, Devil. That's what girls do. <laughs> That's only the girls playing softball. So you're that. saying, Colonel, that the lesbians in that group went out well, and no, started a softball gravitated game? Gravitated toward the baseball field. Yeah. Yes, because in 1904. That's what you did was have a bunch of little girls get together and talk about how they were lesbians. Mm. You I are. I don't think there were. Le- in what, my mind, that's what happened. New invention or something? No, I don't lesbians think it's been around invention. forever. Well, and the Colonel and I are very supportive of lesbians, Brandy. We are supportive I'm, of lesbians. Too. You know what? Go lesbians. That's fine. I'm just saying that's not what was happening. Well, you seem 19- to be a bit judgmental on that. You on do. That score. Mm-hmm. If we had a lesbian on the podcast, which we do because she went to college on a softball scholarship, <laughs> I'll be team lesbian. But instead, she denies it and she just says she's Brandy. So I'm not self loathing, I think it's called, Colonel. <laughs> it is. Denial, devil. Denial. Mm. Nah, we're just kidding. We love all people. So, Simmerman, the the principal, had misguided, uh, has had misjudged the proximity of the approaching storm. Brandy, well, he's not a fucking meteorologist. <laughs> well, I don't think Kate even had meteorology in nineteen in nineteen oh four. Brandy, don't be silly. This is nineteen oh four. Well, he didn't have uh, he didn't have Doppler radar back then. I know. <laughs> So he misjudged it. Open a book, He's not a professional. <laughs> That's just silly. Yeah. Silly. Talk. What? You know, silly. It's just a, you know, Timmy, you know, I, I have a lesbian daughter on my own. So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. partial to the lesbian crowd. I'm, I'm lesbian friendly. But mm-hmm. you know, like what? What? I got cursed, Timmy, a little bit. I got Why? the one lesbian in the world who did oh, not like God. softball or sports, Timmy. No. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that, Colonel. Well, you know how much I love baseball, Timmy? Yeah. And when she told me she was a lesbian, I was all happy. I was all thinking about those softball games and whatever. And mm-hmm. Didn't get to go to Nario 1, Timmy. I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, you could have went to Brandy's well, games. I know. I know. But she, Brandy, did you add, did, did, what, was there ever like a spontaneous like <laughs> groping or kissing or something that went on in your soft, with your softball team? No. Just curious. No. no. Did you ever have pillow fights, devil? No. Panties and pillow fights and pennies and bra? Did your economics professor come to the no. games? <laughs> See how he always tries to work in that economics professor? I know. I feel like he's jealous. I wish he'd stop being so because the economics professor. Well, why so obsessed with me? (laughs) We just love. We just love learning more about you, Brandy. We do. Tell us more, devil. Chuck's a hater. Chuck's jealous. Hmm. Chuck, I know he. He wishes that he. He wishes that he had. uh, You know that he had known you, so he could go to your softball games. 
I would have. Well, I would have cheered for you. Go yeah. devil. He, let me tell you something. Had he known. Were you any good, Brandy? Yeah. What, did you, what, you what position did you play? I was an outfielder. Really? That's where they put you when you sucked. Not. <laughs> Would you switch? Were you put in right field? <laughs> no, I did not play right field. Was you right-handed or left-handed, Devil? Right-handed. Would you say you was more of a power hitter, singles hitter? What? What was you? My senior year, I had a slugging average of three eighty-seven. Okay. So that's not now, bad. That's not bad, but let me ask you this. No, that's a bad, that's a good batting average, Devil. Did you all shower together? Average. No. Hmm. Did they ban that? No, no, no. Is is that wrong? No. What? Is that wrong? Is what wrong? We know we didn't. Women showering together. together. Is that right? No. Because you know that happens. It crosses my mind from time to time. So I just want to make sure it's not not that I'm having impure thoughts or anything. All right. Weirdo. Okay, let's get back. Let's get on back to the story. I know what Timmy's porn hamster is going to look like tonight. (laughs) Man, I know, right? It's going to be wearing leather. I'm I'm just saying, if there's now I I can just see a handful of girls and they're showering (laughs) together. Uh, Get all soapy, Colonel. You know what I mean, Colonel. (laughs) The hamster's got a ball gag. (laughs) What is he talking about? You're silly. <laughs> Completely silly. <laughs> Try to be professional, devil. Please. It's porn hamster. <laughs> I have X hamster. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> like, why do they put comment sections <laughs> under porn? I mean, <laughs> you know what? Why? I got cheats. I mean, you don't want to get bad porn. <laughs> Do you I ever like you anything? You click like on this. I mean, you can share that shit to Facebook. I know. Who wants to do that? <laughs> I don't know. Some you know what else? No. Do you know what else? I've never understood. Siamese twin midgets porn or something. I, what? what? I've never understood that, but I've also never understood why you'd want to watch the blooper reel. Like, I get why oh, you yeah. want to watch. This yeah, stuff. it's not very fun. Yeah. But yeah. I don't need the blooper reel on there. Why yeah. is that? What is that? It <laughs> no, takes away know. magic. <laughs> they script yeah. their lines or something. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like somebody will fart or something. It's not oh, even good. Oh, gross. All right, let's get back to the story. It's, it's magic. People tuned in for this story, so let's 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 stay People on topic. To hear about some shit old. There's yeah, they want to know about. Uh, the uh, killer poop. Uh, uh, so the principal had misguided uh, and misjudged the storm, right? <laughs> Only a few yeah. minutes passed before the wind kicked up and the first scattered raindrops started to fall. The ball game continued for another few minutes because, you know, the boys are idiots. They don't give a shit. Well, they didn't have aluminum bats. I mean, it wasn't you like you were going to get electrocuted. And they probably didn't even notice it was raining. Like, they call them in and they're like, what? Why? While the girls huddled together, Colonel. Of course they did. But they didn't see. That's Mm -hmm. a bad idea in the thunderstorm. Don't huddle together. 
They didn't seek shelter until a sudden downpour caught them off guard. The boys played ball, and most of the girls ran toward the school building. Except. But but some of the girls, at least 30 of the girls, made a dash to one of the outhouses that was closer, you know, in proximity to them uh, than the school was. And here's the thing. I don't give a good goddamn how close it is to me. I'm not the shit. The shitter. <laughs> you're going right to the main building, is what you're saying. That's a shelter of last resort, really. Exactly. Mm. That if, if I'm on a island. Well, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that particular outhouse. The outhouse was whitewashed, ten foot square frame building. It was positioned over a twelve foot deep stone vault. And lo- so that's where the poo would go, right? The waste would go. And located oh, yeah, you on the store, the poo in the vault, Timmy, because you want yeah. to keep it safe. And it's located. It was located on the east side of the Pleasant Ridge School. The building was eleven years old, <laughs> and had been repaired several times. Randy, I don't ever Just, want the combination to that vault ever. It been. It was eleven years old and already had to be repaired. So. I'd say that's a shitty contractor right there, Timmy. Just a year prior, the school <laughs> hired a carpenter to install new seats and to replace the flooring and siding. The carpenter presume, presumed that the building was sound uh, when he laid the new floor over the old one. So it doesn't sound like they do a shitty job. Yeah. They didn't he get an inches test. No, he did not. He did a kind of a crappy job. Yeah. All right. Yes. Timmy, so, let me, I just want to add a cautionary tale here, Timmy. Okay. For bad weather. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago on a local golf course here, Timmy, I will not name it because it's too seedy. Mm-hmm. A couple got caught in a thunderstorm, Timmy, and mm-hmm. they became a little amorous. They so they were doing the dirty. They were doing the dirty when lightning struck the tree, traveled down, hit them both, killed them, and welded them together, Timmy. Mm. Yeah, welded them together. The, yeah. It's like dogs. You have to throw water on them, maybe. <laughs> they, these people, you had to, they had to, I believe they had to saw his wiener off to separate them to me. I'm right. not really sure, but <laughs> they had to hit them with together. a spray. They had to squirt them with the spray bottle to get them to quit. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tragic thing. No, it happened. It happened. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, that's tragic. I don't think it happened. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, it. it was here too, I think, in Cincinnati. No, we'll have to do a story right over here on the west side, Timmy. Yeah, west okay. side, Brandy. It was. <laughs> and you know what? Was. God didn't even yell four before he smited them for doing that on the. Well, he smited. You got you. You got to. Uh, you got to be. You know, you shouldn't be doing that sort of thing on the golf course, Brandy. No, on the softball field, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, Brandy, did you ever hit a home run and you walk? You ran the bases. And at the home plate was one of your teammates who just gave you a big French kiss right there on home plate. <laughs> no. I saw that in a movie. Did you? Yeah. So, okay. So, that's the building. <laughs> <laughs> and then they <laughs> ordered pizza and didn't have money to pay for it. Exactly. <laughs> it, was a, it was a tragic tale, actually. Yeah. So, so okay. So, the girls, 30 of these girls run and dash into this outhouse that obviously is not in the best repair, right? Elise Shore, who was 14, was one of the among the first girls to enter the privy when she saw how many girls were trying to squeeze into this small, smelly space. 
She had a vision of she had a vision of of the floor collapsing and she tried to get out. But there was a bottleneck on the other side of the door that pushed her back inside. Um, Twelve year old ounce. She was bouncing up out of there. Yeah, she couldn't get out, though. Twelve year old Hazel Sonor heard someone say, and this is a quote. Oh, what if this would break down with us in here? Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, basically, that's kind of their fear. And so there were at least 31 girls, maybe as many as 35 inside this, you know, this tiny little outhouse in this when the floor fell from beneath underneath them, Brandy, the collapse, the collapse began on the south side of the building. The floor fell nearly eight feet straight down. And it just fell apart, churning with the children uh, falling down into this pit, stone vault, uh, where there was a pool of foul water and Lord knows what else, waste. Uh, Four feet feet deep, Randy. And there there was children in there as young as seven years old. So 35 of them. have been four foot tall. Mm, This is not good. There was... There was no crash at all. There was no noise whatsoever. The floor just fell out from underneath them. That's all there was to it. Not a child scream. One girl, uh, Edith Smells, she felt the floor uh, giving way, (laughs) and she jumped quickly, clutching to the side of the door. She's smart, Colonel. She was left hanging on the side and was holding, pulling herself up with all of her strength. Five other girls escaped the same way. So some of them were acting quickly, and they, they jumped onto the side of this privy. Some of the girls had to cl- had climbed up on the toilet seats to make room for others and managed to hop from one side to the, you know, to the doorway. Uh, so it was – as you can imagine, Brandy, it was – it was – yeah, I mean, it was there was panic there, Brandy. Pandemonium. I'm going to quote. I'm going to just give you a description of what this um, Hazel Sonor said. She said, "I remember sinking down and smothering. Can you imagine? When Ooh. I found I could breathe again, I just felt like I was awakening from a dream. I caught hold of the stones on the side and held myself up so I could breathe. So some of these girls by this point are underneath the poo, right? Right. I felt the soft, struggling bodies." Of a lot of the girls around me and underneath me, as you know, she was on standing on top of them. They touched me. I could see some heads sometimes, and then I saw just their feet. So these people are—I mean, these little girls are basically drowning in this waste, right? Very, very, very uh, traumatic experience. So, Brandy, tell us what happens next. Well, uh, Edna Gurky. Mm-hmm. said that everything became really dark and everyone was clutching at her neighbor while there was a terrible outcry. I think every girl was crying at the top of her voice. We were all tangled up with each other and struggled to get free. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I was pushed about and someone attempted to climb up on my shoulders. I made a grab for a stone I could see projecting above my head. And for a moment, I held on. But there were so many tugging at me that the weight tore my, my hold loose and I went down. Even then, the struggle continued under the water. With desperation, I freed myself and looking up, saw daylight, which I never expected to behold again. You just, you know, I, I get the, it, it's almost like they're in like a coal mine or something, you know, a mining disaster. Yeah, it's bad. It's oh, yeah. I, worse. I think it's worse. Yeah, because it's a poo disaster. Yeah. But I mean, you know, yeah, where you can't, you can't breathe, you can't get out. Well. And all these little girls, they're scared to death, obviously. Sure. I've seen some shit. Nothing like that, Timmy. In the, panic that, in the panic that ensued, it became a battle for life. The girls unwittingly pitted, pitted against each other for survival as they tried to climb out of the vault in the four-foot-deep pool of waste. Elsie Shore and her playmate, Ida Breach, held on to each other on the way down and helped each other stay above the muck. Uh, the weaker ones were crushed down by the stronger and forced under the massive filth to their death, reported the Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh, Lorena Ferguson was just entering the door, standing on the sill when the floor dropped away right in front of her eyes. Oh, that had to be scary. Yeah. Clara Steinkamp, eight, grabbed her dress from behind and kept her from falling in on top of the, of the friends in front of her. After she took a good look at the terrible scene unfolding below, she made a dash for the school to get help. So Principal Zimmerman Mamen, Mamen, said that after the students left the building, he walked across the hallway to speak to one of the teachers. A few minutes later, two of the little girls ran into the room and exclaimed that a girl had taken a fall into the vault. Zimmerman did not realize the awful calamity that had overcome them but hurried in the direction of the outbuilding. 
on the way, I'm assuming Zimmerman met mm-hmm. a number of others. They were screaming wildly at the top of their voices, and it, it was some time before uh, one of them could compose herself sufficiently to explain what happened. Uh, let's see. Another little girl ran to the high to the high school classroom, which was still in session, and alerted Miss Una Venable of the collapse. She and the four high school boys rushed for the outhouse and arrived at the same time as Principal Zimmerman. What do you think about that, Timmy? Oh, I think that would be <laughs> uh, very uh, scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 girls are hysteric. Uh, hysterical and you know they don't i don't think they have a way to get these girls out well, i wouldn't think so mm. but it's only eight foot down timmy mm. continue brandy uh let's see another no warning from the hysterical girl screaming in the rain could have prepared simmerman for what he was about to discover there was only one narrow door to the outhouse The dozen toilet seats were still attached to the three sides of the wall, but there was no floor at all. The sight of the girls, some of them scrambling to climb the walls, others struggling to keep their heads above the sickening waist, and nearly all of them screaming, help me and save me, caused, now, really, caused the principal to stagger back and almost faint. You know what, dude, you gotta sack up here, Simmerman. Well, I mean, you know, he's... I mean... He's getting the vapors. It's time. <laughs> it's time for you to stack up. Hmm. Give me a fucking break. A little judgmental there. Yeah. Hmm. Continue, Brandy. You ready for judgmental? Hmm. William Sh- Schultz, 20. Hmm. Like, are they still in school? No, they're in yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and his friend John Carell, 18, had been across the street in the Presbyterian Church's maze, mains, whatever, with Pastor Pastor Ira D. Lambert, the town barber Gilwright. The fuck? <laughs> He's a priest. He's a minister, and he is a barber. No, they're two different people. Okay. I don't know why the barber's there, or whatever. And a few others, when they heard the shrill screams of the girls running away from the outhouse in the pouring rain. The men yeah, you pe- gotta keep in mind, it's also storming right now, right? Well, yeah, and old boys got the vapors, so. Now, <laughs> you, you're you too know, hard on principle. We really do sound like we're on Cheech and Chong's happy hour. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hmm. Uh, let's see. The men peered through a window, but they couldn't see anything. Hmm. As they looked, they began to hear the fainter screams of girls trapped in the vault. Gross. Uh, they could make out pleas of Mama and Papa. They looked from one to the other for a moment as the horrible reality of what they were hearing began to set in. Without exchanging a word, the men ran out into the rain and to the girls' outhouse. The horrified men looked down into the pit. The surface, dimly seen in the half-gloom caused by the outhouse roof, was but a mass of writhing, childish bodies which rose and sank under the filth which had filled the pit. Yeah, because it's probably raining in there now, so you're getting yeah, all kinds yeah, of Yeah, 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 it's gross, yeah. Yeah. Principal Simmerman, after getting some smelling salts and fanned off by somebody, quickly rallied. He rallied, see? He was all hard on him, Brandy. He rallied. 
Mm-hmm. He called out for a rope and ladders, and Miss Venerable. That's smart. And Miss, yeah, well, he's on it. He rallied. He rallied. And Miss Venable's boys leapt into action. Zimmerman dropped to the ground and leaned as far as he could over the vault's edge, but he couldn't reach any of the girls. The men held onto his legs and lowered him down further and managed to rescue three girls this way before the ladders and ropes arrived. So they're having him by the ankles, basically, lowering him down there, yeah. Right. So you you were a little harsh on Principal Zimmerman, Brandy. No, I was not. But the stepladders from the school were too short. Really, these fuckers couldn't figure that out. And the ropes were clotheslined that proved to be as rotten as the privy joists. So they, they, what they got was tits on a board useless. They just fucking wasted time getting – Yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Mr. – what's his butt? Reached Simmerman. Rope. Simmerman. And Chuck, uh, are you typing, Chuck? I'm, I'm just checking to make sure the script's good, Timmy. I see. But you make know that when you type, thing. everyone hears that. I know that. Okay. They, just they wanted to make sure know. you knew that. How much work we put into this, Timmy? Yes, I know. You're he's, you're doing a fine job. Continue, Brandy. Whatever he types like Beaker from the Muppets. Uh, let's see. So he, so Zimmerman reaches Mr. down. Zimmerman, the please give show him some respect. Yeah, Principal Zimmerman. Zimmerman reaches down with a rope and told some little girl to grab it. Hmm. Her name was Kathy Highland, and she wrapped it around her hand, and he drew her up pretty near the top when, surprise, surprise, the rope uh, broke, oh, and she man. fell back again. She sank down, and a hand pulled her under. Another oh, rope God. broke it's just like nightmare. Way. Yeah, another rope broke in the same way. Then James Smith, 16, evidently the only motherfucker in the place that's got any goddamn sense is a 16-year-old boy. Really? He <laughs> climbed into the belfry and brought the rope off the bell. That's smart, Colonel. You got to uh, admit that's smart. Yeah. Mm. He went up to yeah. the belfry. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah, if he saw bats. <laughs> he might have saw bats. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I wonder if they ran into any rats in that, Timmy, because if you ever run into a shit house rat, they're just crazy. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation because right at this point they're kind of climbing on, and you know the little the smaller girls are the ones that are under the, yeah, you know what I mean. They're getting stepped on, and well, it reminds me of an old joke to me. No, it doesn't. Perfect. <laughs> it does. well, Do you think it would be inappropriate to tell that joke at this particular time? I can already time? tell you it is. It is. I don't believe I don't, it is. This is a good one, Timmy. Uh, well, he says well, it's a good a one. Man Brandy. dies, and he's 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 uh. Given a tour, Timmy. Mm-hmm. He dies and he he's given a tour, and unfortunately, he doesn't make it to the pearly gates. So, okay, he's given a choice, Timmy, of <clears throat> these three rooms. And one room is uh, they're hitting people with canes and whips and whatnot. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think I like that room. And then he goes to the other room. And they're oh, branding him with the Jesus, branding eyes and everything else, Timmy. And then he's like, oh, I don't think I want that room either. And he's like, all right. Here's people liking Brandy. And then Continue, people they don't standing, know him. Timmy, mm-hmm. standing waist deep and piles of poo, Timmy, drinking okay. coffee. 
Like, okay. I don't think I'm going to wasting like but... in piles of poo drinking coffee. Drinking coffee, Timmy. Well, if it's first thing in the morning, what else are you going to do? <laughs> so he says, you know, okay, I I don't like to poo, but I think I'm going to go with this room. Mm-hmm. And the devil says, okay, there you go. This is your room. So as the devil did, walks out the door, that. Timmy, mm-hmm. he turns around, tells everybody, coffee breaks over, get back on your heads. <laughs> That's so stupid, Brandy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Continue, Brandy. That's just I'm so not even stupid. smiling. You are just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know why people like him. I know. And by the way, can I also state that is not the way I delivered that line when I said it, when I was showing that guy. So he (laughs) off. Continue, Brandy. My goddamn spot. All right. So uh, while he's waiting for a longer ladder, I don't know why you got that big old belfry rope that the fucking dipshit 16-year-old got, but he's waiting for a longer ladder. Cinnamon begged the children to be quiet and be brave, and he promised that he would rescue them. Yeah, well, Cinnamon's not, you know, in a pile of poo. Well, so some of the older girls took his cue and tried to calm the girls, but it was of little use. One of the boys finally found a longer ladder in a barn about 100 yards away. Well, who'd have thought to look there at 100 yards away? Son of a bitch. For fuck's sake. Uh, And the principal dipped it into the muck. It was not long enough to reach all the way to the bottom of the vault. Wait a minute. It was not long enough to reach all the way from the bottom of the vault to the ledge. It's like having a dyslexic. (laughs) But it was close enough for government work and for cinnamon. And some of the other men. And left the girls, lifted the girls out of the mess, bucket brigade style. Okay, so the girls grabbed a hold of the ladder, basically, and they pulled it up, right? That's what you're saying. I don't know what bucket brigade <laughs> style is. Yes, bucket brigades. Come on, Brandy, you should know that. Come on, I, for Christ's sake. I know. Uh, the struggle down below was terrible, said Hazel Senior. <laughs> What is wrong? That's her name. <laughs> it's like you, this is a fucking tragedy, guys. Do you know? You respect. know, it's, I, and and I'm and she's having she's struggling with the script here, and I joke about dyslexia, but it's not funny. Uh, but you know what is funny when they try to tell a joke to me, and I, you know why? Why? Because they always punch up the fuck line, Timmy. <laughs> Brandy. Brandy, right. do you need help with the rest of your script? Would you like me to uh, jump in here and save you, devil? No, I'm golden. Thank you. Okay. So, a, talking monkey, punch. Colonel. I yeah, because I think I closed out the window that my script's on. But anyway, go ahead. That's probably that. Uh, that's probably what you were. You were probably googling talking monkey while he's again. finding his script. So, uh, <laughs> well, you better find it because you only have a half a page and you're up. Yeah. So the struggle down below was terrible, said Hazel. Uh, what's yeah? As long as I could get out of the water to take a breath of air, I felt sure of being saved. But when when I fell back into the hole, I thought it was all over. The did you ever? Uh, Alma, did you have you ever come close to drowning, Brandy? 
No, thank God. No. Yeah, it's not a good experience. No, that's a nightmare. And so you have. Well, when I was a, yeah, when I'm I was not young, even surprised by that. I'm not <laughs> when I was young, surprised. you know, I I was out on the lake and I jumped on a, a beach ball and it, you know, it took me under and I couldn't swim. So <laughs> it's, why it's would you jump in a lake if you can't swim? <laughs> well, I was young and I, it was pretty scary, you know, because you can't swim, you just kind of sink. It's scary. I don't understand. Why are you jumping on a lake if you can't swim? I don't know. I thought I would learn. I don't know. But it was Where's scary. Funny? Yes, it's scary. <laughs> anyway, continue, Brandy. Jesus, God. All right. So, um, so the girls about me were grabbing on to me. Everyone grabbed at each other. And when we did get a hold of the wall, it was just for a second. I yeah, they're panicking at times. this point. Yeah. Well, sure. I caught hold several times, but when I was pulled at by others, my hands slipped. There were only a few taken out, and when I felt something under my feet, when I felt something under my feet, it must have been some little girl that had drowned. At the time, I prayed. I said my prayers over and over. I could not see for a while. As I was praying to the Lord to save me, I found the rake in my hands. Then I came into the light, and I saw Principal Cinnamon and I crawled up and was lifted out. God, how scary had that? You had oh, nightmares the rest of your fucking life over that. After struggling in the crowd with her friends, 14-year-old Edna Gerke, good old Edna, again found the jutting stone and gave it another try. This time with two hands, she said, far above me, it seemed. Someone was coming down a ladder and called to me. Suddenly, someone took a hold of me. I looked back over my shoulder and saw the agonized faces of my friends. I then lost consciousness, and I knew no more until I woke up in the schoolroom, surrounded by the bodies of my friends. Uh, you, you look down, and all your friends are, you know, you see them. They're, you're getting out, and they're still there. You know, they're dying, basically. Gerke's arms were severely bruised and punctuated by deep scratch, scratches. Wounds she attributed to clawing attempts of her classmates to crawl, climb up over her out of the foul water. This sounds like <clears throat> a terrible horror movie, Timmy. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> the rain abated, but the respite in the weather did little to relieve the pandemonium. Many of the girls fainted soon after emerging from the vault, adding fear that they had succumbed to the terrible fumes of the vault to, a, to the overall confusion. Neighbors of the school offered their homes as triage centers. Rescues carried them out of the rain and into safety where they were revived, cleaned up, and comforted. Are you ready, Colonel? When Principal Zimmerman assisted the last girl, the 19th, off the ladder and watched the other rescuers whisk her off into the schoolhouse, he leaned inside and peered into the dark vault, Timmy. It was Mm -hmm. still. All he saw were broken pieces of floor floating in the foul water. I bet that water was foul, too. began to fade, Timmy. He clutched his pearls. Exactly. His face was as red as chalk, and he would have fallen had people not come to his assistance. Sack the fuck up. He would have fallen face down into shit, Timmy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this guy had it. Come on, that had to be your worst nightmare, Brandy, if you're a principal and you have these kids in your care and then... All of a sudden, you know what? As a principal, you need to be in the face of an emergency. You need to be calm. You need to you be do. cool you be hand. 
goddamn Luke. You can't be fucking crazy and getting the vapors and clutching the pearls. Nobody needs that shit. Go wear a petticoat if that's what you're going to do and get out the fucking way so some 16-year-old boy can have the most fucking sense of anybody there and get a goddamn rope. Get the fuck out of the way, Zimmerman. You're nothing but a fucking albatross. She's a little critical of Principal Zimmerman, uh, Colonel, but please, please continue. Yeah, let me, let me, let me continue, Shit. please, Timmy. She's judgmental. Yes. You, you're of, quite judgmental. Full of hate. Yeah. I am. This guy's well, a... He seemed up. happy the task was over and that all the girls were safe. But he was oh. overcome by the noxious fumes and the horror he had witnessed, as well as the adrenaline rush of his heroic effort. Heroic effort, Brandy. That's how it was described. <laughs> Ever. Between the feigning spells. Did not consider that the girls were still in the vault under the wreckage. Now, William oh. Shell and John Oops. Carell, Stupid. two men with Pastor Lambert, volunteered to go down and search for bodies. Someone gave them a rake, and they climbed down the ladder and waded into the muck. Schultz immediately oh, jumped into. Just finally found a fucking ladder that could get down there. Is that what this is saying? Yes. They finally I found a cool ladder that would get down in there. Now, Simmerman doesn't go down and check that shit out. These kids he are was probably... overcome by oh. the fumes, Brandy. Right. He was having. He was just, he was a little verklempt. <laughs> the fuck out <ever. laughs> So anyway, they find this little body of a girl, Flora Forsty, and hoisted her up the ladder. She was unconscious, but still alive. To me, still clinging. John Steinkamp, apparently one of the girls, was determined to find his girl. He could no longer be persuaded to stay back and climb down the ladder. He was so distraught that he could not make it more than a couple of rungs before he climbed back out again. It was clear he was just getting in the way of the rescuers and had to be comforted by a neighbor. Now, rescuers arrived and started the ghastly process of searching the shit pit for bodies. As each body was brought from the darkness, Steinkamp was the first to brush the slime from their faces and would breathe a sigh of relief when it proved not to be his girl. Now, this sounds like a selfish motherfucker right there. News spread fast through the village by the time the rescue had ended. Hundreds of parents arrived at the scene. Many of them were half-crazed and searching for their children, of course, trying to find the familiar features on on the filthy faces, Timmy. The high school classroom became a temporary morgue. In time, rescuers were pulled nine more little girls from the privy vault, Timmy. Dr. Ulysses G. Senor came to the scene to check on his daughter and immediately went to work reviving the fainting victims, gave the last nine girls hypodermic injections of nitroglycerin, hoping to give a boost to whatever spark of life may have remained. How do you like how I phrased that, Colonel? How do you like how I phrased that? That A boost to whatever spark of life that may have remained. I thought you may have lifted that from Keats, Timmy. <laughs> that was prose that you just don't read every day. Thank you, Colonel. You appreciate it, Colonel. Brandy doesn't. She just reads it like she's reading. She just stumbles through it. She reads yeah. it like she's reading a John a Fifty Shades of Grey novel, Timmy. Yeah. First of all, I, I stumble through this like I stumble through life, okay? <laughs> We're all now, just trying to get along. Sisters Carmen and Foster Card ages 7 and 11, were found tightly in each other's arms and were laid out in the classroom just that way. Foster's twin, Rotha, 
was with the sisters when the floor collapsed, but she kept her footing and stayed on top of the pile. It took some effort to persuade Steinkamp to give up the body for the temporary morgue, but once he did, he went back to the scene and began to help other parents find out what had happened to their children. By 12.30, the sun was shining. Hamilton County Coroner Walter Weaver arrived in his automobile as opposed to his Batmobile, I suppose. This is 1904, so it's impressive that... I mean, the newspapers pointed out he had an automobile because it was 1904. Not everyone had them at the He's time. He's a goddamn county coroner. He should have had a fucking car. You would think he would have a car, yeah. It's 1904 well, again. Word spread quickly, Timmy, and people who worked downtown ran for the two trains that led to the village, and they met frantic children and mothers of children pacing in front of the school. There was frantic confusion, Timmy. Yeah, apparently it became quite, uh, you know, uh, sensation and people came from all you know all over the Cincinnati yeah. area to check they it came out. All of us, especially from Ross Moyne, and although most of the girls crammed into the privy lived in Pleasant Ridge, the routes between the school and train stations crammed with people. The village telephone system provided proved to be inadequate to keep up with the demand. Ethel, yeah, Ethel. because remember this this Ross Moyne, this neighboring. Yeah, this yeah. neighboring village, right? That's where they condemned the school, and all these students were transferred over to Pleasant Ridge, right? And hundreds of people crowded around every available phone, Timmy, waiting a turn. When the adrenaline rush abated, Principal Zimmerman and his teachers, of course, sobbed along with the parents who lost their daughters. Dr. Senior looked at the exhausted and emotionally distraught principal and ordered him to a house across the street. Senor remained there the remainder of the afternoon, suffering from a severe headache brought on by tension and the hours he spent in inhaling the noxious fumes. See, Brandy, oh, he, has, he has a headache now, Brandy. Dr. Senor. Nine does. girls, ranging yes. from the ages of 9 to 13, died in this tragedy, Timmy. Few died from asphyxiation. Six, six Timmy, this, now, this is why I couldn't figure it out. Because it was, you know, it's only so deep, and these girls are so tall, but six have been trampled to death. Mm. So three of them died of asphyxiation, and six from being trampled to death. They were covered with mud, blood, human waste, and bruises, Timmy. Mm. When the last body had been removed, the village fire department began pumping the filth out of the vault. After examining the nine little bodies on the floor, Corner Weaver investigated the outhouse. Rotten, rotten, rotten were his first words. Everything was rotten. Those joists would not hold anything. By this time, the sun had come out. Weaver ordered the firemen to haul the pieces of broken flooring out to dry. One reporter stuck the point of his umbrellas through, clear through a six-by-two timber. Yeah, so the, is all people just, rotten, Yeah, it was just yeah. all rotted wood. It was clear to the rescuers that the privy, privy flooring beams were rotten. David Fisher, the local Ohio inspector of factories, workshops, and public buildings, says his office was not required to make inspections of school buildings unless there was a complaint. He never had one until that moment. Then he had a complaint. He had recently inspected the outhouses yeah. in order to pay. At least nine people yeah. had complaints. It's the school in Silverton and Arlington Heights. And he had condemned the school building in Rossmore, but he never got a complaint about the shit house in Pleasant Ridge. He was the only inspector in Hamilton County, and his time was dominated by factories. And complaints were numerous in 1904, Timmy. Mm. 
Now, the village council canceled its regular meeting that evening because of the tragedy, but the Board of Education convened in the home of its president, the Reverend Frederick Oman. Oman. Frederick Oman. The meeting was as solemn as a funeral because nobody felt like having a goddamn party, I suppose. The five attending members with one absence Lazy some bitch couldn't even show up without who the fuck issued a statement that seemed to do nothing more than dodge responsibility. Wasn't me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. There are investigations, but no charges were ever filed or indictments issued, Timmy. Oh, justice. The justice is blind, Timmy. Mm. School board members maintained to the end that in spite of the coroner's ruling. The rotten timber caused the disaster. There was nothing they could have done to foresee or prevent the privy disaster. I can think of about voters eight. of Pleasant Ridge were not convinced, and in the next election, in what is the weakest case of justice in the world, all five were voted off the school board, Jimmy. Yeah, it was. In, so this accident, this tragedy happened September, right? The election was in November, and all the school board members were voted off, Brandy. Ooh. Yeah. All right. That that's the, the end of that tale, Timmy. That's the Pleasant Ridge Privy Disaster or Death by Pooh. I uh, could have seen it coming. No way it could have been prevented. Yeah, Again, I, yeah. I mean, it, well, they, well, you know, they had one inspector. Right. And think of all the factories and stuff that were around here. Probably was getting a lot of complaints about that. Who's going to complain about an outhouse on the, uh, at a school? But they shouldn't have to. All they should have to do is tell Cinnamon and he needs to fix it. Hey, those joists are rotten. How about we, you know, not hire a guy who's just going to put the floor over the bed? You know, they, they, after this happened, they, they, uh, demolished the boys' privy. They didn't even look at it, they just went ahead and demolished it. Well, yeah, because it was, you know. Well, they they assumed it. It was, you know, they didn't know. They didn't even expect it. They just demolished it. Well, they didn't want to fall in. Brandy, your final thoughts on the Pleasant Ridge privy disaster of 1904. I wish those girls had a different principal. Yeah, that had to be just a, it had to be really, really scary. I mean, I mean, you. Well, yeah. How much panic? You know, the kid, those kids had to be panicking. Crazy panic. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But, Colonel, your final thoughts on the Pleasant Ridge Privy disaster of 1904? Well, I the whole thing smells funny to me, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> Brandy, do you have a uh, New Year's wish for our listening audience? I just hope that everybody has a happy and safe New Year. Okay, did you come up with by yourself or? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Colonel, do you have a wish for our listening audience for 2019? You know what? I, I hope that, and, and here's, a, here's something to think about, listeners. Fuck, you gonna, he wants to think. You're going to make some resolutions tonight because you're going to be drunk and you're all sitting around. And, if and, our, and let's show, face it, our listeners drink a lot, Colonel. Our listeners drink a lot, and if you listen to this show, you fucked up to begin with. All right, so you'll be sitting around half drunk, thinking I'm gonna be a better person next year, right? No, nope. you're not gonna be. 
Okay. Most of you over 30, you've been saying this shit for the last 10 years. You're not going to be better people. Just embrace the train wreck that you are. And Colonel, they really should be, you know, instead of thinking about how to improve themselves and putting all the effort in that, they really should be thinking about what they can do for us, Colonel. Well, I think that couldn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're you're a reverend. You're a man of God. Yeah. Do I know? Uh, the Colonel is the path to God, Brandy. Nope. My thoughts and prayers will be with you in the following year. But here's what I'm just trying to tell you. Don't put a bunch of pressure on yourself to be Thank better. Thank you, baby Jesus. Because you did that last year and you failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. we would like to thank all the people who are so generous and support this podcast uh, throughout the year. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit to me. Yeah, everything helps, and we are very, very appreciative of your support. We would like to thank... Uh, in no particular order, uh, Shalene, our new uh, Patreon supporter. Shalene, I hope I'm saying her name right. Thank you, Shalene. Jim Seabright, our good friend Jim Seabright. Andrew Scamell. Uh, Tommy Lane. Aloha, Tommy Lane. Jason Dykes. Terry Strafford. Brandy McBride. Jennifer Savota. Per Westerman. Maggie Glover. Gracie's mom. Erica Kinney. Hiro. The Comeback Podcast, LK Bar Anups. I'm probably screwing that up. Reen, Marissa, Albanese, um, are, uh, of course, the lovely Bridget Clavey. And we're going to say, hell, Bridget, uh, we miss you. We love you. Phyllis Munson. Hell, hell Bridget. Yes. Uh, Phyllis Munson, Jennifer Riker-Smith, Stephen Potts, Anna Garrett, Ben Ursula or Lenick, Clark and Diane Tro Trowbridge, Beth Ann Wallen, Michelle Johns, your good friend, Colonel, uh, Margaret McDonald, Aaron my next Turner. Wife, Timmy. I that know, is that's my resolution for the next year, Timmy. Is to marry Michelle Johns? Michelle I think uh, Mrs. Colonel will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> I think that's her resolution, too. <laughs> Jess, uh, Leanne Flanagan. Uh, Julia Rodriguez, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Tyrone, Marsha Burris, Stacey Alsop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, Rosanna and Ben from They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Russell Widener, Kelly Jones, Colonel, good friend Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones, a little little. Ginger Devil herself. I think she's from Florida. You know, and they have all kind of weird things going on. I guess weird shit going on there. blew up in Florida, Timmy. <laughs> Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike Brown from the Pleasing Terrorist podcast, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Kimberly Cameron, Elise Edrington, History Go Bump podcast, Diane Student, Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise Lahara Lopes, our good friend, Alicia and Chip Mincy, Marquia Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Melissa Montoya, Maja, uh, good friend Karen uh, Garrett, uh, Carol Elise, uh, Christine Malachinsky, Adams, Mc Adams McWaters, the Ransom Reason podcast with our good friend, the Colonel, and Shelly. Uh, Karen Garrett, 
By the way, Colonel, I listened to that. Do you know? Have you ever? You're you're the liberal on there, right? You're supposed I, I'm to be the, liberal. Yeah. I, I I really think you need to reconsider that because I don't think you're liberal. Have you have you done like a, a Myers Briggs or something lately? I have, I have, Timmy, and I've, I've I find myself I'm a fence sitter, Timmy. Mm. He sits on fences, uh, Brandy. Your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Get on with this. <laughs> Paula Kind. Uh, I'm I'm liberal when I'm taking things from people, and I'm conservative when I'm giving things. <laughs> I see. I see. The Vanish Podcast. Uh, Canadian True Crime with our good friend Christy Lee. The In- Insight Podcast with Charlie uh, and Allie. Uh, Angela Santos, Lydia Wasson Fisher, Kim Stroop, Nicole Adams, uh, better known as Mistress Vader, Ron Monacero, Tracy Smith, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Cheryl LeBlanc, LeBlanc, Weldon, Veronica Marino, Chris Lane, Alexandria. Elena, Elaine, Elaine, I've screwed it up. Baker, uh, Vivi, Amanda Lupus, uh, Shannon Arnold, Kimberly Smith, Robin Sherrard, Ruth Keith Whitfield, Casey Kitchens, Nick Johnson, Natasha Burgess, Julie Bentley, Patty Schmidt, uh, our good friend, the lovely Lady Beverly. Lady Beverly, we hope you have a wonderful New Year's. Rudy, the Wonder Dog, and my mom, Dottie Scott. The world's most dangerous canine. Yes, he is. So thank you all for supporting the podcast. Uh, we love you. And again, if you would like to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, or you can um, leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate that, too. That helps other people find us. Uh, we, we would like to wish all of you a very happy, happy new year and a wonderful 2019. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. 